across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Well, welcome to another very busy week of football uh, from the terraces. Plenty to talk about today. Uh, we'll start uh, with United's uh, nil or draw at Derby. Um, at- a fantastic result against a very good side. One of the games that last year we would have lost and got nothing from it. Uh, this time turns out to be a really good game. United women had a heavy defeat, 8-3 at the Abbey last week against Wimbledon. They're in cup action against Actonians away today, 2 o'clock start. Very busy week at Histon. Uh, two consecutive losses uh, to Ainsbury, one in the Vars and one in the league. Uh, saw the end of uh, Lance and the managerial staff. Uh, we'll be talking to Lance uh, later on before we get on to the new era uh, with uh, interim head coach uh, uh, Matt Payne. A 5-1 win against Desborough. And then after that little matter of uh, getting back into the league for City, a 5-1 win against Rugby. Uh, finally knocked out of the FA Cup, a 3-0 loss uh, to Hereford. Talking to Robbie later on. And in the women's football, uh, another narrow defeat, 2-1 against QPR. Uh, they're facing MK Dons at home in the Cup today. That's going to be a real difficult one for them. We'll be talking to uh, Paul Burling. I'm also going to that game afterwards. You can get in touch with us all the usual ways. You can text us 07919 070490 070490 So, the the message from last year was we didn't get enough points and one of the reasons why we didn't get enough points was because those games where we should have got at least a draw, uh, we didn't. We scored very few, we got very few draws last season and and it was a a kind of a recurring theme for Mark that uh, if instead of losing sort of eight or nine of those games we'd drawn, we wouldn't have been anywhere near that uh, relegation position. Uh, So, it's great when you uh, draw, uh, when you draw, when uh, you're playing dark, it's a great place to go a really nice ground uh, always packed um, and a very big pitch which typically we're not great on Um, but the, you you go to the game and it starts off and we we unfortunately look like we're going to get absolutely battered and it was just one of those things where uh, yeah we spent a lot of time defending uh, but we did it very well with a couple of exceptions um, and we come out of it with uh, with a draw nil or draw um, actually you know people people say it's a, it's a dull game when it's a nil or draw but it's not when it was a good one like that and yes uh, we we were defending hard. But we did it. We did it really well, and I think uh, you got Ryan, Ryan Bennett at the back, who played really well. George Thomas, uh, really good. Jibril Okadina came in for Liam Bennett. Um, 
altogether a, a, a really good game. And uh, Salim, I think you know you, you recognise a, a, a really good draw is is a, is a good thing <coughs> against a side with the quality that Derby have got. Yeah, I think like you alluded to. Um, Last season, that might not have been the case uh, with where we were and with the state that the team was in. But this season, we've shown strides and shown improvement. So managing to go to Derby and get a draw, which is a tough place to go and play against a really good side, is a really good result for the team. And I think it's just a testament to you know the work that's being put in and the belief um, in the dressing room at the moment. Yeah, and that's that certainly seems to come from it. I, we've we've got some audio uh, from George Thomas as well, uh, who was who was our man of the match. Um, I think uh, by by a long shot, although there were several people who could have potentially got it. Um, but he, he talked uh, qu- qu- uh, quite quite some length about the spirit of the dressing room um, and about how this was exactly the kind of game where last season, you know, we wouldn't have necessarily got points. Um, it, this time round we get a point yeah it's it's tiring I mean you, you could see the players as they came off the pitch um, while they were really excited about the points they were really excited about going over to the uh, to, to the travelling fans of which there were over a thousand of them I think in there and and uh, to be fair to them uh, making the the noise they usually made you could actually uh, occasionally pick them out uh, <laughs> above especially when we quietened Derby down but uh, it, you know they, they were excited to go across and, and thank the travelling fans, um, which is a, a hallmark of uh, you know every every Cambridge game, we get the we get people thanking the fans, which is which is the right thing to do. Um, but uh, they they looked exhausted as they left the pitch, um, and as George said, they didn't leave they didn't leave anything out there on the pitch. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know when you go to Derby, and like you said, it's a big pitch, a really good side, really athletic. You got players in there that are real real athletes you're going to be tired after 90 and um, it's going to be quite a stretched game you know where uh, the team find themselves under the cosh for majority of the game but um, credit to the lads they stuck in there and they were resilient enough to um, get you know a nil-nil draw yeah and you, you look at you look at the league I mean it, it was interesting in the end we, we, we finished 13th because other results went uh, against us um, there was a moment just before the end where we thought we might score um, had we done that we'd be uh, right up there uh, just up at the <laughs> playoff places which would have been interesting um, so I think you know you, you look at where we're at and it's two wins two draws and two losses over the last uh, six games um, it, it's way too early to, to, to see what that means when you look at the top of the league it's starting to settle out but uh, you know you've still got Stevenage who are everyone would have as a, as a shock inclusion in the top part of the league you got Port Vale in sixth place who again everyone would have uh, been very surprised at that given their form over recent years um, so you know the, the, there's still plenty to, to settle out in the uh, in the uh, in the the, the league table down at the bottom you've got Cheltenham uh, I mean one point out of ten games I, wow. I, I think they're already favourites for going down <laughs> I don't actually think I don't I, I, they've hardly if I mean they must have scored one because they got oh and it could have been a nil or a draw I suppose so they might not have even scored one but they've scored so few so few goals this season you've got Fleetwood uh, who are uh, second bottom with five points and then you've got Wigan and Reading which of course is it, it, it's a bit of a difficult one because uh, both of 
have had points deduction. Reading now currently under... This is the weirdest thing. Reading are currently under a transfer embargo when yeah. you can't transfer anyone anywhere at the moment, which seems to be really odd. But but obviously, if they don't get to pay their players next time round, there will be a, a points deduction again. So, um, you know, that, that will obviously... I think those positions obviously are very artificial and I'm, I'm expecting both of them to come up, which leaves Burton and Carlisle as the uh, next two uh, just above the drop zone. But nine games in, you know, it's not really it's not really sorting itself out as yet. But having said that, 14 points after nine games uh, in 13th position, it, it's it, it's a good start to the season considering where we came from last season. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, I think um, in the in Bonds' interview, you'll hear him speak about the significance of the point yesterday at Derby and how it's not really been reflected in the table yet. Uh, like you mentioned, everything's a bit crazy at the moment with you know teams being near the top that you probably wouldn't have placed there at the beginning of the season. But I think as the season progresses, we'll start to see the importance of the clean sheets that we've managed to secure so early on in um, in the season and that point yesterday. Yeah, it is. Let's, well, let's, let's, that's a good point. Good, good time to move to Mark. So let's listen to what Mark had to say following the game uh, yesterday. Or at least it will do. This mouse is really misbehaving, so I'm having to move it around even harder than normal. So this is what Mark had to say. Well, Mark, you said you wanted your side to give a good, good account of themselves today, and I guess with a point of one here today, you'll be pleased with what you've seen. Yeah, like we're fortunate at times. Like we've just played a top team that will be right there throughout the year um, they were very dominant and we found it very very difficult in the first half um, but you get your reward for defending your box enough times um, I thought that's the hardest we've had to work for a clean sheet and they've had good chances in the game they'll be disappointed they haven't taken one of them the momentum that you have to defend against is, is huge at times um, but it's a massive point great clean sheet major point on a day that is very very tricky and it'll be tougher teams to um, come here and get results I know their home form at the moment has, has been difficult but they, they should have won the games that they've played you know they'll say they should have won that one today and uh, top top team but I did think that we um, we worked our socks off and in the end we're absolutely thrilled with the point that we've taken I was going to say if you defend the, the way that your side have done especially in the second half rode your luck a little bit in the first but you deserve your point yeah, but, you know, they had the chance. Waghorn's header in the second half, they'd have expected to, to take, you know, top players. But um, they're so good in 1v1 situations, so athletic. Pitch is huge, make it really hard. Um, the rain made the pitch rapid and they we just couldn't cope at times with the distances. But we hung in, we worked we worked so hard to plug gaps and, and things. We had to deal with some changes as the game went on. We, we, we made a few. Um, and we had some moments of control in the game, certainly at the very beginning, and they obviously broke away from our first chance, but in the first three or four minutes, we put a foot on the ball, and then they rush you into playing too big too soon at times um, and, and press with such an intensity. We, we probably didn't control as enough periods that we needed to, and when we got to the top third of the pitch, we overhit a few through balls and didn't create chances from those, so li little bits to learn from, but there's a, there's a fairly big difference between Cambridge and Derby at the moment, and we're trying to close the gap. We, we're certainly thrilled to come here and take a, take a point from the game. Going back to the first, I've been 20 minutes in, Elias Kachunga you know, said in fourth substitution, two things really firstly, how's he doing? Secondly, I thought John Kimani Gordon when he came on did brilliantly at both ends of the pitch 
Yeah, so Catch um, got a bit of a dead leg in training on Thursday um, and he's felt his hamstring a bit as he was running through. So I'm not sure if it's linked to that or if it's something individual or what. We'll just see how that settles. So not, it doesn't feel or look so serious at the moment, but we just need to check in on that um, as soon as possible. And obviously we don't want that to be a long one because we need those options in attacking positions. Um, Sule Kai Kai picked up a bit of a knock in the last game which is why he wasn't available today a little tight groin so he's missing a week basically so uh, maybe Tuesday but probably too soon so we expect him definitely available for the Burton game um, so it just leaves us a little bit light in those attacking positions but JK came on and um, it's the biggest distance he's had to cover and the uh, the biggest minutes he's had to play so far and that was a tough, tough game for him to be starved of the ball at, at times but gave us a good counter-attacking threat and looked a, a menace at times in his attacking play against a brilliant fullback who, who was you know, so athletic it was hard to get past him. And defensively, he had to do a, a lot of work today and, he's, and he's, learning, he's learning our style and our way of defending and it was difficult to double up on them all the time and cover the spaces but um, yeah, he's done himself, uh, he's done himself well today. Yeah, one man in from the start today for Giri Okunabiri. Just his second league start for the club, actually. It was quite remarkable considering the goals he scored, especially this season. Uh, a tough role for him this afternoon and, you know, lacked a bit of service at times, perhaps. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the first part of the game when we tried to slide down the sides and get him in, we, we got caught offside a couple of times first half, which we, we should do better with. Um, and a couple of his situations were good, but they lock you in really well, press incredibly well, so aggressive round midfield. Anything that dropped in midfield, the boy Fauna was just pinching it off Jack and Faye. Cashin had hold of him all game. Um, as soon as Gassan touches one of them, it's a free kick the other way, but you don't get them when you come here. So, um, yeah, it was tough because you just you, you get locked into certain situations all the time. Um, and then and back to goal play was okay at times a little bit scruffier towards certain bits of the second half before we made the change but such a hard job for a 9 and 10 in that game because you're without the ball so much and you're so deep in the pitch it's really hard to get attacking moments so tough tough shift for them I said it to them both when they came off tough tough game for them and actually tough game for all the attacking players because a lot of the game was played in our box and in our half and um, I've said I thought the two centre arse um, were outstanding today Trouble in the wide areas at times in the first half got caught out once. Was that thinking behind the substitution with Dribble coming on at the start of the second half, Mark? Yeah, we need more athleticism. We need a little bit more height on set plays. Um, Mendes Lang was causing us big problems and, and Jibs is obviously super quick and a um, little bit more of a physical stature and 1v1 defending um, very strong. So that was important for him. That's not easy when you have to come in here and you haven't played lots. You've been out of squads and then you're in at half-time to play in a more unfamiliar position for you. But he handled that well. So, um, yeah, I thought the first half was a bit of a struggle for us at times. Um, and he did a good job for us, actually, second half, as did um, Adam and Gas when they came on. Gas gave us a real good security in the game and we just needed that little bit of a lift it's that sort of tipping point 65 70 where you need you need bodies to come in and freshen you up i thought they did that they did that well so the impact from players is different sometimes it's you know you're not chasing that game you're holding it really to try and stay in it and you might play for a moment and get the best smash and grab in the history of football but um in the end you know we have to defend and see lots of moments out and we managed to do it and will come and took a few crosses and the center halves were blocking things and i thought george thomas had a really good game without the ball and uh, as well probably his best so yeah really pleased with um with the outcome i think if anyone says to you you can come here and keep a clean sheet and take a point you'd we'd have snapped their hand off to be honest yeah i thought certainly defensively the second half you looked more comfortable as the game wore on you picked out george thomas there who i thought was was man of the match for your side he's he's had not only a good afternoon but a brilliant season and 
he's come into the season, he's kept himself fit and, and performing for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's some serious competition coming in there as well. You know, Jordan back involved today. He's close to being minutes on the pitch. Adam's building his minutes up, so leaves us really strong. So players know they've got to be good and they've got to do well because it keeps the competition uh, really high. But hopefully we get that balance of having a really competitive squad, but a squad that are really happy for the ones that are playing and ready to contribute when their time comes. We've seen that lots now. Um, and, and hopefully uh, he can continue to build on the level that he's given us because I'm really pleased with him. Fought defensively in the second half. We got a bit more control in the end. It's very, very hard for them to replicate the tempo of the first half for 90 minutes. So to get in at nil-nil um, was a major thing for us. End of the day, Mark, it's five clean sheets in nine now. You've gone home with one of those point-scoring days that you talk about a lot. You'll be happy. No, and we've dropped about three places in the table after a really good result. What's that about? Um, that, I think, decides what the table looks like at the minute. Like, the, the table's an absolute irrelevance at the moment. We're just in a period of collect points um, and, and get as many as we can as quickly as possible. So that's a major one for us today, no, no question. And, um, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, they might have won it. Yeah, we had to defend loads. Yeah, we could have had a bit more with the ball. Um, but what do you expect? You know, we come here and take a result. We're buzzing with that. Absolutely, Bosin, and, and and rightly so. I think three three things uh, I just want to pick up on from that uh, from that interview. The first is uh, we were just talking about this while the interview was on. Uh, five clean sheets so far uh, this season. I mean, it's it, it's one of those things that for, you know, nine games in to have five clean sheets is is a huge a huge result for us. Yeah, definitely. I think the defensive um, record's really important. Um, I think obviously <laughs> the less goals you concede the more chance you have of winning and that's um, an important foundation for the team to set for themselves moving forward because we don't know how important or well we do know how important that can be you know towards the latter stages of the season. Yeah, and we've we've picked up on the league position. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, at one stage, if we if has it looked like we might even have an outside chance of scoring at the end, uh, uh, which would have given us all three points, which would have put us just outside the playoff places. Like I said, it's it, it's meaningless at the moment. But to get to, you know, to get to the points tally we've got uh, so far, to have five clean sheets and to be draw. I know it sounds really negative to be drawing games, but games that potentially we would have lost. Uh, the Port Vale game and, and the Derby game are both ones you know that, that we would have potentially struggled in before, but uh, now we're not. The one I do want to pick up though is um, there was there was some comments yesterday, and uh, this was picked up in the interview. I mean, uh, Fajiri started the game, um, and it, it, Mark pointed out is it's it's a bit of a hiding to nothing that game because you're not going to necessarily get the service because we were always going to struggle coming forward, and and that's what that, that's what it proved to be. Being, given that he wasn't getting the del- the delivery he needed, I still think he did he did as well as as well as he could do. And I think and even when we changed in the second half and Gasan came on, he struggled with exactly the same problem. If you're not getting the delivery, there's there's not a lot you can do about it. Uh, and I think you know to criticise a player for you know not not coming on and scoring a goal or not being on from the start and carrying on his scoring form in a game like that is uh, is a, is a bit unnecessary really yeah definitely I think um, obviously each game is different and a, a good performance in inverted commas is subjective you know to what the game looks like so I've just got the stats here we've only had you know one shot on target uh, yesterday so for you to say oh yeah we want for Jiri to go and make yep. three goal contributions when we've <laughs> had 35% you know um, it, it is really tough and going to Derby and knowing how difficult it is to play there and knowing what that game's going to look like 
all the players would have been prepared to you know sit behind the ball a little bit and wait for wait for Derby to kind of come onto them and then you know try and counter that. So I think the argument of Fajiri starting and then not scoring is quite pointless, really. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, you know, people, people, it's it's odd that you know you look at a player who's who's done really, really well uh, yeah. with limited minutes on the pitch, um, and then you kind of just automatically expect that to carry through, yeah. ignoring who you're playing, ignoring anything else, uh, is uh, is a little naive. Um, it, so Derby out of the way, a good result. Uh, Barnsley on Tuesday, and that's going to be, I mean, they're currently sitting seventh, although they're only two points ahead of us and they've played a game more. So they're, they're one of the teams that, uh, you know, are, are looking quite good at the moment. They beat Wigan um, uh, six games ago. They beat Cheltenham, which is no, no real thing, I don't think, at the moment. <laughs> they've beaten Burton again, uh, sitting below us in the table. Um, but uh, they lost to Portsmouth. They beat Northampton and they lost yesterday to Blackpool um, so a, a mixed bag for them uh, and they are travelling on a, on a Tuesday evening but it's going to be it's going to be a hard game and especially you know we've got a couple of people with niggles if not uh, injuries still waiting for a couple to come back there's going to be some rotation in that squad yeah and that's important um, you know for the side and I think it's good that we've got those options now the squad depth is definitely um much greater than what it was last season so the players available um, to Bonds is you know much better and that would only help the team going forward yeah and I think we, you know that that was one of the things we've looked at when you and, and people have commented on this which is which is really nice is they look at the strength of the bench and when we can bring on the attacking players that we bought on okay it, it, it wasn't it wasn't the game that they were going to score lots of goals in yesterday but that quality of attack that we can bring on uh, after an hour when we want fresh legs on the pitch yeah. it is 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 what's going to stand us in good stead because we, we're coming into a busy period where there's going to be lots of rotation and lots of people looking for games um, and uh, you know it's not like you're thinking oh, okay well we've only got such and such to bring on mm. it's you know we've got a good squad we've got a good strong squad and uh, and we've got plenty of options to change the game uh, when we need to do that so that, that's really good another one sorry we, I was going to pick up on this one as well we talked about before we came on air Will Mannion he's making it really hard for Jack Stevens to get back into the side he's having uh, as he did last year when uh, we were talking about when uh, Dimmy was injured um, and he played so well and Kind of a lot of fans thought, you know, Dimmy came straight back in once he was once he was fit, and there was a lot of talk about whether that made sense given the way Will had played. And I think this time, you know, this time round again, he's acquitting himself really well. A real good quality goalkeeper. Yeah, like you said, I don't think he's um, disappointed anyone um, as of yet. Touchwood, um, I think when he first came in the other week and put together a, a really good performance and got himself in the team of the week, it just shows, you know, his levels. So. Um, for Bonds to stick by his decision to keep him in in the um, in the squad yesterday in the starting eleven is really good, really good for his confidence and really a really good reflection of the whole team really because it shows the competition for places that we've currently got. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, Barnsley on uh, Tuesday, and then of course no weekend game next weekend because the Burton game is now on a Monday evening because of the uh, television, uh, the television rights for it. So uh, nice travel to Burton uh, on Monday night. That's always a, a good one. Um, we'll talk. We'll just take, take just take a couple of seconds, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, the women's game. 
from the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So it was at the Abbey for the women uh, last uh, last Sunday um, after the thing. I went down to uh, see. I got in about fifteen minutes after the start of the game, um, and. Uh, <laughs> It was a really difficult game for them. A very physical side, a very good side, Wimbledon. We knew that they'd be, uh, they're going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season, as they have been for the last two or three seasons. It, it, a bit physical for me. I, it, there's no need for some of the some of the fouls, the late tackles, and uh, and uh, one of one of one of the fouls was a tra- well, it wasn't even a foul. I mean, it, you look at it and it was almost an assault. She was down on the ground and got and got hit. You know, the, there's no there's no there's no excuse for that. Um, the, the the video has been submitted to the FA, but no one's expecting the FA to do much about it necessarily. But uh, uh, totally unnecessary from a good side um, and unfortunately the, the, the bad injury kind of uh, put uh, United on the back foot and it was as I say a, a, an 8-3 loss in the end. This is what uh, Darren had to say um, following the game. Darren, it's, it's a little difficult to know what to make of that game, really. I mean, obviously, a, a good side, a good passing side, and you said beforehand there they're going to be one of the ones that are at, right up at the top at the end of the uh, at the end of the day, but a little bit bad tempered and probably not really an eight three game, I don't think. Yeah, not an eight three game in some ways, but you know we we can't make the mistakes we've made in the game and expect to come out of it anywhere near a, a good side like Wimbledon, and that's the realities that we have to face. Uh, we've been our own undoing there in large parts of the game. The parts where we've played what we want to play and how the plan was, we've done well. Um, but, you know, you've got to stick to what you what you think you've got to do throughout the whole game, not just in little patches and spells. And I think it was epitomised by being, you know, getting back to 4-2 just before half-time. And then, you know, we were charging around and give away another goal. Um, and that's, that's kind of what we need to get out of because it was us a little bit last year as well and something we've got to learn very quickly you know when you get to a certain point in the game you've got to understand the game probably is gone in terms of a chance of you winning it what you have to do is be really tight and we, we were kind of you know let ourselves down in that, in that way uh, pretty much through the whole game I think, again, some of the decision-making, again, perhaps the distribution of the ball wasn't quite what you wanted it to be at times. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, we, we spoke exactly where we was going to hurt them. And for some reason, we kept stepping away from that plan and going and doing things that we hadn't discussed and trying to be something that we're not. And, yeah, it's a little frustrating, really, because it's something we've done in the past, we haven't done for a few weeks now. And it's annoying that on a day that we're at the Abbey, we've gone and done it again and, and gone back to old habits. But, yeah, that's what we'll do this week. We'll go back to training, go back to basics, um, get it right for next week. And controversy with the uh, penalty. Amazing Seymour down for a long time. I understand she's gone off to a hospital. Yeah, she's she's still with us here at the moment, but um, she's uh, she's not great. Um, yeah, we're frustrated by that. You know, it's a yellow card that I think on most days that's probably a red. She's been held down, and we believe she's been struck. And yeah, we're we're disappointed with that. I think you know that's an opportunity for us in terms of it's serious foul play. And I, I'm a little confused, and we'll be asking the referee shortly why that was only a yellow because I can't see quite why. All in all, plenty to learn from the game, though. Yeah, lots to learn from the game, and that's what I just said to them a moment ago. It's emotional right now. We have to put that emotion to one side, just go and see people that have come out here today. It was another good crowd, so thank everybody that came down today. And, um, yeah, we, we just have to now regroup, get ourselves ready. Tomorrow we'll be doing some analysis. We'll be looking at what we've done in the game, uh, and then we'll get ourselves set for next week. Yeah, it's one of those things you kind of have to draw a line under games like that where, you know, it's it's hopefully an aberration um, and they'll move on today. Uh, Actonians in the Cup, they've just beaten Actonians at home 2-1. 
Um, this one's an away game today, kicking off in just about half an hour. Spoke to uh, Darren again about that one. This is what he had to say, what he had to say about the upcoming game. George, good travelling uh, support as usual, and judging from uh, <laughs> that's really weird. That was George Thomas's interview, which is wasn't what I was actually interested about. Let's try this one instead. This is Darren talking about uh, the uh, game. So Darren, we spoke immediately after the uh, game on Sunday. A uh, bit bit difficult to, to talk about it. You said you wanted to see how things went in training uh, this week how has it gone really good yep yeah. uh, good bounce uh, we've got a good group um, I think everybody knew that once Sunday was over and that emotion was done and dusted it was a case of move on get to Monday and we crack on with the week ahead and that's exactly how it's been I've been really impressed it's been good work really good bubble around the uh, around the players you know they've sort of got themselves into that that mode straight away where they come into training they just crack on and, and there's been a really good vibe so yeah been a really good week um, looking forward now to another game on Sunday and you get a break from league action it's cup action against Actonians who you only played uh, two weeks ago 2-1 win there um, obviously a completely different game this time round uh, will you be fielding a full strength side or will people get rested do you think? Uh, there's a chance that we'll rotate a few people um, we need to keep people fresh but also we need to give people some game time so it, whether it be starting whether it be rotating through the game I think there'll be some 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 chances to give people some minutes um, that game last time was was close wasn't it it was 2-1 and um, certainly the, very, the first half was very even although they took the lead just before half time but you know overall it was a fairly even game so we expect it to be fairly similar again they'll obviously want revenge for that and um, yeah we're expecting another good game and in terms of personnel are you carrying injuries yeah we're carrying quite a few as usual as I think every time I speak to I say we're carrying injuries don't we Um, but we we are um, but you know we've got a fairly sizable squad so it would just give an opportunity to a few people but that's okay as you say it's league plate as well so it is a chance to try a few different things and um, yeah people will get their opportunity this week Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So when we come back, uh, we'll be talking about uh, all things history. We will indeed, all things Histon. And it's been uh, it's been a really difficult week, I think. Well, it's been a really difficult start to the season for Histon. Uh, we know, having spoken to uh, uh, Lance quite early in the season, how upset he was about the way things were going and how he knew that the board would be looking very carefully at what was going on. And uh, in the end, the board came out and said, you've got until the end of September. And there were three key games uh, that were coming up to the end of September. There were two games against Ainsbury Rovers uh, uh, down at the bottom of the league with them won the Vars game and won the league game and then there was a Desborough game again against another club that's uh, right in the thick of uh, the difficulties at the bottom of the league um, and those were going to be uh, you know really difficult games um, let's start with the, uh, uh, the, the with the Vars we talked about last week um, uh, lost on penalties 4-1 but they met them again on Tuesday away this is what Lance had to say following what was actually a, a 3-1 defeat and again a, a poor performance uh, an ill-disciplined performance arguing with the referee and really one they should have won. This is what he had to say um, following that game. Lance a, a game where you looked the stronger team and really should have taken the points from it I thought we were excellent for an hour I think a first half Probably could have been two or three up. If I'm, not, if I'm honest, I thought our energy levels were superb compared to on Saturday. Um, we had a great reaction. Our attitude was superb. Like we scored a good goal. And then we, we kind of, 
Yeah, they had, they had spells in the first half, but I thought we, we, I thought we bossed it overall in that first half. Yes, they made check in the second half, but then Danny Gore's missed an absolute sitter to make it 2-0. And we've just said, you know, like we, we talk about keeping clean sheets and stuff, that if, if we go 2-0, then it's probably game done. And then we capitulate last sort of 15 minutes in the sense of like giving... I don't know, or making wrong decisions as such. You know, they had a bit more energy for us towards the end, which was which was not the same on Saturday because I thought we had more energy than them on Saturday. But yeah, I'm very disappointed because I think that you know, I think for 70 minutes we've actually played very very well. And as you say, if that second goal had gone in, or if other chances had gone in, then it probably would have been over. Uh, you know, at that point. Yeah, and I think you know you, you talk about. You know, you must take your chances, you know, when you're struggling side like we are right now. And, you know, and Danny will hold his hands up. He knows he's missed one from two yards and he's put it back at the goalkeeper when he, you know, so he's probably scored down to his left. But, you know, that is, it is what it is. You know, you can't change it. You know, it's just a shame that, you know, when, when we've been on top like we were, um, obviously once you give somebody a bit of hope, you know, sometimes that can be the, the, the catalyst for them to sort of change how they play. And, and it, it seemed that way that when we should have gone to up, we don't. And then it still gives them a, some hope. And, you know, and then it was, a, it was game on. You know, I still think that, at 1-0 we still had another chance after after Danny's chance and you know and it's just he had another header which is a good save down to his left the keeper you know and I think just you know overall I thought you know if, we, if we'd have got the second goal we, we'd go on and win it but you know as we all know if you don't score when you get your chances it can hurt you and it has tonight and not necessarily the best refereeing but do you think the team get a bit too worked up about poor decisions and lose discipline again yeah I think so we've had we've, we've spoke about this you know we spoke about actually being switched on and you know and being bright off the ball you know and I think sometimes you get too much too caught up in having to go at the referee at times and you know and also when you do that it doesn't really help your cause because mm. they end up going against you anyway sometimes and so you know we had talked about it but I think it was it was just as bad for both teams so I'm not going to blame the referee for our result tonight and uh, Desborough on Saturday that's uh, a must win game for you really now massively I think you know if, if we are in charge on Saturday I think it's a must win game hopefully we get the chance to do that I think you know we showed a lot of character in terms of our energy levels this weekend but you can see that when you're down there it doesn't go for you sometimes and you know, once you once we conceded the first goal to go one all, you could see you know the air kind of sort of deflated slightly. You could see it, and it's you know because they put so much energy into it. Now the Desmond game is massive if we're still here this weekend. Uh, prophetic words, unfortunately, from Lance. I, I you know, it will we'll come on to the Desborough game shortly. I've got uh, an interview with Lance, and then one with Matt Payne, who's taken over as interim uh, manager. Um, and I, I asked him actually off interview, uh, but uh, didn't didn't forgot to ask, re-ask the question when we got to it. Um, I asked him whether he was going to throw his hat into the ring, and he kind of. Wouldn't say wouldn't say a lot, but obviously the answer was I'd be stupid not to. It's a it's a really good a really good opportunity. Uh, but he also had a lot to say about Lance, which I think is fair. It must have been a, a difficult decision that we were we were asking during the break, uh, Celine, whether you'd you'd played for a club where the manager had been let go, and you said not while you were there, but it happened afterwards. It's always a difficult thing for players when a manager lets go, whether you've got on with them or not. Yeah. So. Um Obviously, I I never really experienced it, which meant that I was never the problem. <laughs> no, I wasn't blaming you for it. Right? <laughs> um, no, but yeah, like you said, um, with managers go coming and going, it's really hard. It's not something that um, any board really wants to yeah. have to do, and it doesn't really help the players because you, that change, you know, it takes time for things to be set in place and to learn new patterns of play and new ideologies. So, hopefully, it will serve Histon well, but. It will be a difficult time for them. 
Yeah, it will be, and, and and it's made all the more difficult by if you look at if you look at what Lance has done there. I mean, apart from playing there, uh, nearly three hundred games he reckons uh, for Hester, despite the fact that they only picked up on his second period of play in the uh, in the statement releasing him <laughs> and uh, uh, the rest of the team, Simon and Matt. But it, it, it's interesting, you know, as a player, he's made a huge contribution. Then he's managed nearly uh, three hundred games. He only lost about, I think it's a thir- I think I worked it out on the back of a fag packet about thirty six percent loss rate. So you know, wins and draws mm. did come, got them a promotion, got them you know two, two relegations. Unfortunately, one was one was he came in as the manager um, late in the season and, and and couldn't turn the season around. So you kind of give that one away. And I think the problem is is that COVID really uh, killed Histon's process, progress. They got that promotion and looked like they were going to be able to do something in the league above and establish themselves. And unfortunately, I think they were twelfth uh, when the uh, first uh, first. First curtailment of the season, and uh, then in the following season, obviously only about six games before they did that. So, really difficult. I did get to speak to Lance um, uh, on, uh, I think it was on Friday night, um, just to have a chat with him about it. This is what he had to say about uh, what's been going on. Lance, we talked after the uh, second dis- successive defeat to, uh, to Ainsbury uh, midweek. You said there that uh, you didn't know whether you'd be in charge on Saturday, and, uh, and that's what transpires the club let you go uh, yesterday yeah I mean obviously it's disappointing from our point of view um, we didn't fulfil our ambitions this year instead of what we wanted as a management squad so there was no sort of hidden agenda anywhere it was just one of those things that you know it hadn't worked for this year and the club have new people on the board they have different kind of directions that they want to go in this now um, and I fully accept that and obviously we've we've uh, we've let the club down this year in terms of, of not being able to perform like we would like to and ultimately you lose your job after especially like you said, the two Gamesby games were pivotal in a way, a team that are down in the bottom of six along with us, and we couldn't beat them twice over the two games. So disappointing, but we, it wasn't a surprise to him. And I guess uh, it's, sometimes it's easy to make the decision to uh, lose a manager along the way. But obviously you've got a, a huge association with Histon, which, uh, you know, the board acknowledged made that a difficult thing to do, uh, playing uh, close to 300 games, managing, again, not far short of 300 games in your career there. It, it, it's been a time of ups and downs. COVID struck in the middle of it, which changed the way everything worked. But, you know, Largely, largely a successful career there. Yeah, I mean, you, you, if you go back to 1986, I think it was when I first joined. It seems like a, an age ago now, but obviously you you break into the first thing when you're 18. You 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 get a move to Sheffield Wednesday when you're 21, and obviously things erode. You come back, you know, when you're 36 years of age um, to play and have a very successful like four years with the club to get into the conference. You end up sort of coaching alongside you know John Beck and Steve Fallon, then the goalkeeping coach and. Danny Naisbitt came in to take my place when I was 40, 41 years of age. It has been a, a roller coaster ride, like you say, and then obviously to take over the reins after Brian Page left and Steve Allen came back in and then Steve eventually gave me you know, the chance to, to manage the club. But I always thought that I was destined to manage. I won't lie, having spent, well, now it turns out to be 18 years at the football club. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a, an enjoyable ride, Tim. I mean, it's been a place like highs and lows, but you know, certainly from a, a football club perspective, it has got a big piece of my heart. And it's, it is one of those things that everything, every good thing has to come to an end. And, you know, I can certainly say that we've, we've done everything we possibly can this year and every year we've been at the club and sometimes it's just not meant to be. And, you know, I have some very fond memories of the football club, you know, that we've obviously been in the league is one of them, but obviously the FA Vars run that same year. 
myself winning, you know, Southern Premier, the Conference South, you know, with, with, the, with the club. There's, there's a lot to, to remember from the football club and, and it's given me a lot and hopefully I've given a lot back to him. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I go back to to to, to a, a game in particular that I remember. It happened to be in the uh, promotion season, which was the six-one demolition of Newmarket in I think the fourth or fifth uh, game before the end of the season. And to hear a team come off and, and Max York, I remember particularly being uh, very very loud and excited about about the whole thing. And that that was just a. A great team, a great time, and and obviously finished first. I think it was ninety ninety five points. You only lost three league games, seven in total over the entire season. Yeah. All competitions, a, a really really good season, and uh, and obviously uh, one that will stick in your memory. Oh, without a shadow of doubt. I mean, we, I think it epitomised how we were that season. You know, in terms of like the team camaraderie on and off the pitch, and I think it it, it goes a long way to sort of try and. You know, when you have a good side and you're going well, you have that kind of bond as well off the pitch. I think it's so, so important. We've said this many times on many interviews. And, you know, that's one thing I've all, we've always tried to bring to the, to the club. Um, and even now this year, we've done the same thing. And some of the messages I've had over the last sort of two or three days have been, you know, very touching because, you know, they become your your friends. You know, and it's not just like a manager to a player. It also becomes like where you, you become a new bond with people. And I think that's probably one of my biggest strengths that I've had, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always hard to take. But, you know, hopefully you, you, you kind of learn from these things and you, you onwards and upwards as such. You know? And if you don't learn from when you when things go badly for you, then then you're not really, you know, you're not going to progress in the game anyway. So hopefully something will happen. You know, the, the phone may ring. It may not. Who knows, Tim? But, you know, one thing I can certainly say is I've thoroughly enjoyed myself at the Eastern Football Club. So would you be looking for another role uh, in football then? Um, I, you never say never. Um, obviously, right now, I'm, I'm obviously I'm trying to digest it all and, and take stock and probably have a little bit of time to myself and just sort of analyse what has gone on and why things went like they did. Obviously, I'll get together with Marcus Simon over the next sort of week or two as well to talk about certain things that you know we could have done better or how we could have changed things, and just so that we can improve our own selves, whether that be together or individually. When we, you know, now that we've left the club, so you know, and certainly if, if the if the phone was to ring and it was the right job and it was right for me at the right time, yes, I'd certainly look at it. Well, Lance, it's been a pleasure uh, joining you on your uh, journey with uh, Histon as a manager. Never got to see you as a player, unfortunately, but uh, thanks Thank very you. much for everything you've done for us over the last few years. Thank you, Tim. Thank you to everyone that's, that's supported us and, and given them their, their good time to, to help Histon be what they are today. Thank you. And it was it was it was a, a real privilege uh, to be around Histon um, through good times and bad uh, with Lance and uh, wish him uh, all the success uh, for the future if he comes back into football um, and uh, if not wish him all the success in whatever whatever he does. Um, so we we moved on as uh, a kind of it, it's almost seemed it almost seems difficult to do but it was business as usual on the pitch. Um, Matt Payne, reserve team manager, took over. Um, didn't get a training session with them. Did have to ha- did have a, a chat with the uh, players um, and uh, a desperate team that are also struggling with the uh, next up in the opposition and a five one win with Matty Allen getting all five goals. Uh, how, how times change. Uh, this is what Matt had to say about. The game. 
So Matt, the, uh, the, the start of, uh, I, I guess, a, a new era at Histon with uh, Lance unfortunately uh, um, being let go um, and uh, it, it couldn't have started any better for you. A, a 5-1 win against a team that's in the, the same area of the league as you, struggling like yourselves, but uh, t- to go from where we were before to a 5-1 win in one game and for Matty Allen to have an absolute field day, it's, uh, it's an interesting result. Yeah, I mean, I think before I would say anything else, I would just want to say, um, obviously, I'm very upset myself to see that Lance, Mark and Simon were relieved of their duties in the week. I owe all of them a lot. Uh, They were the ones that really got me involved in men's football at the club, to be honest. And they've had to give me a lot of time and support during all my different roles at the club. So I would actually like to sort of put part of yesterday as a, a thanks to them as well, really, because without them, I wouldn't be where I am today either. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we've spoken to, to Lance already on the show uh, following his departure. Um, and it's it's sad news. And it's difficult, I guess, for a club to let someone like Lance go, given his history and his team as well. Sorry, not just Lance, but given his history at the club, both as a player and as a manager, it's been a, a, an ongoing thing for, for many, many years now and is a real legend at the club. Yeah, 100%. And he still will be deemed as that as well. And I I hope when, you know, in a few weeks' time, when everything settles down again, it'd be great to see Lance, Mark, Simon back at the ground again, even just coming down as supporters. They've sent me some really nice well-wishing messages as well. You know, always there to offer advice and great messages of support the last couple of days before and after the game. So it was really, really nice touch from them. And as you say, I mean, a, a really good game. Uh, you obviously didn't have tan- a chance to do much, probably not even get a training session in, but uh, somehow the performance uh, gave you a 5-1 win. I think when we had a team meeting with the players on Thursday night, they came across really, really well. They've taken part of the ownership for the reason why what happened in the week to Lance, Mark and Simon has happened, sadly. But there was a belief in that room and you could definitely see that belief coming out on the pitch yesterday that they knew that squad is good enough to turn things around. There are some really, really good players in there uh, and they shouldn't be in the position that they're in right now. But they're all willing to fight, work together. And if truth be told, that was one of our key things that we asked them to do tomorrow is in certain games, there's there's people that have said, you know, they haven't worked enough for 90 minutes. They don't look like they want to be out there. But no one can say that yesterday. The one thing we asked them to do, especially when we didn't have the ball, is make sure you are seen to be working and being difficult to break down over a 90 minute period. And 100 percent every man out there yesterday did that job. And uh, five goals for Matty Allen. <laughs> That'll do his confidence a world of good. We said to him in the change room before we went out, there's going to be goals in this game for you today, but we've got to play to your strengths. Perhaps that hasn't quite worked out so far, but certainly yesterday, everything he seemed to touch was going to go in the back of the net. And Yeah, and it, it's, I guess if you're kind of struggling with confidence as the whole team were, um, that kind of thing is obviously something that, you know, just the 5-1 will alone will will set the uh, team up for hopefully a little bit more success. I mean, it, it's going to be difficult still. I mean, they don't they don't become a, a, a good team overnight and they've got some difficult games coming up. But at least at least there's a positive start to, you know, to what happens next. Um, and hopefully uh, long may it continue. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, City. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Okay, we're going to 
to have to rush through this to get all of this through. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Robbie first of all. Uh, spoke to him this first thing this morning, just talking about uh, the, the little matter of the uh, win against rugby in the league, which lifted them further out, uh, further up the league, out of the uh, bottom four spots, uh, and then the end of the FA Cup run. This is what Robbie had to say about both of those uh, games. So, Robbie, it's uh, uh, been a long cup run, but before we get to that, uh, your first league game back uh, on. Tuesday against rugby. It's worth mentioning that, given the start that you'd had and uh, how I was uh, kept telling you uh, you were down at the bottom of the league. But a five-one win um, home uh, to rugby midweek uh, was a good start to the week. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we'd we'd gone through near enough the whole of um, September um, and hadn't hadn't played a league game. So it was really important that you know um, you know we picked the team on Sunday with. Yeah, when we lost to Leighton, um, with Tuesday in mind to be, you know, really fresh, um, as fresh as we could be, to be honest, and and sort of pick the team that we thought, you know, could get a result in both games, but but was probably looking at Tuesday as the one that, you know, was sitting second bottom, you know, like you uh, you mentioned <laughs> to me last week, and and uh, you know, it was really important to to get that win, um, and it was a, a very emphatic win of that. Yeah, absolutely, and it, you know you, you you kind of get out of the habit of uh, of league games, but it was a good start back into it. But of course, the the big game of the week was uh, Hereford in the third qualifying round of the FA Cup. Uh, a, a, a good side, a real good side. Uh, big crowds, fifteen hundred and fifty people, uh, according to the website, uh, were at the game. Always going to be difficult. Um, it was 2-0 at half-time, 3-0 in the end. Um, did, did you think that you acquitted yourself well? It's, it's a difficult one because, you know, you, you go there and it's, you know, people say, oh, you know, you're not expected to win. And, you know, but we had, you know, going into the game, you know, we had them watched and we'd seen enough of them. And, you know, we thought if we could play at our maximum, um, we'd give them a, a very good sort of challenge and a good game. Um, but, you know, we probably, you know, that's probably the worst we've performed, um, you know, this so far this season. And it was, yeah, it was frustrating um, on a lot of, on a lot of counts. You know, we had probably the, the best chance after about four minutes from a corner, you know, Taylor Parr, normally very liable with his feet in those sorts of areas. And, you know, he just didn't, he got too much on it and didn't, didn't hit the target when probably, you know, you'd expect him to at least hit the target normally. Um, and then at 1-0, you know, Dan Cotton's had a glorious chance to to level us up and, you know, hasn't quite connected with the shot. And, you know, the keeper's managed to fumble it and, and get his hands on it. So, you know, all in all, you know, we, you know, the, the second strike's are an unbelievable strike from them and the first to free kick that... You know, we we don't need to go to ground and and commit the foul, and you know it was it was one of those games where you know they had a lot of the possession, which you know you you'd, you'd think they would. Um, but that said, you know when we did get our foot on the ball and we did, you know, play in the right areas, we we caused them one or two problems. Now, you know, it's it's when you get three or four opportunities in games like that, you you know you've got to take at least one of them or, you know, if not two of them, if you expect to win the game. So, you know, they, they took their chances. You know, Joe's not had an awful lot to do um, in our goal. 
you know. So, you know, it was one of those where, you know, we were all fairly disappointed when we got in the change room because we thought, you know, we, we didn't really compete to the level that we've we've competed at, certainly, you know, the last sort of month. Um, and so that was probably the, the disappointing thing. But, you know, these things are always going to come to an end and, you know, it was a good crowd. It was a great atmosphere in the stadium. And, you know, I said to the lads, you know, they're the types of games that you want to be involved in. You know, big crowds, you know, good games of football. And, you know, we want to try and, you know, move up the pyramid as quickly as we can. And and, and that's the level where, you know, we, we sort of see ourselves in the, you know, in the, in the not too distant future. Absolutely. And uh, obviously, I mean, with, with a good crowd comes the half revenue from the tie, plus uh, I think it's about another nearly 2,000 for, for, for losing the tie. It's been financially a very rewarding progress as well. Yeah, it has. And, and like I say, and I've said before, you know, this, the money that we generate from this just means that it's less money that the, you know, the, the family and Kevin have to, have to find each month. So, you know, it, it's, it's really good on that front. You know, it's a shame that we, you know, we couldn't go one more um, and, and, you know, the potential of, you know, the next one. Um, so, yeah, all in all, you know, if you'd have, you'd have given me the third qualifying and, and play every game in the FA Cup away from home and win in the way that we have done, um, I'd have bitten your hand off, you know, because, you know, we've had some very, very good performances in it. Um, and, you know, with that generates the income. So, you know, we're, we're pleased at, at what we've generated for the club and, you know, hopefully, you know, we can we can maybe use a little bit of that to, to bring one more in this week if we can um, because, you know, we've picked up a couple of injuries, um, two key key injuries really, Jay yeah. Battersby and, and Joe Hood. So, you know, two, two big misses really. Uh, Joe having to pull out in the warm-up yesterday and then, you know, uh, Jake was he came off after about probably 25-30 minutes um, so that was disappointing because you know he was a, a really big threat for us down that left hand side uh, in the early part of the game and you know when two players like that aren't in your team you, you're going to miss them but you know credit to, to Mikey and, and Lou Darlington that came in and played they you know they didn't let us down and and they put in some good performances. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, a busy week this week. You've got uh, uh, Tuesday and then it's a Sunday in the fixture list. Uh, uh, two games. Uh, contrasting league games, you've got Bedworth first who are second in the league as an away game and then Rushton and Diamonds, a home game on the Sunday. I'm going uh, to cu- I'm gonna cut myself off there because I'm very boring anyway. But uh, we were just going to talk about the uh, Bedworth and uh, uh, Rushton and Diamonds game, top of the league, no, second in the league and bottom of the league. Two interesting games coming up. But I just wanted to finish Finish, uh, to talk about uh, the women's football they're just about to take the pitch in four minutes time I'm just going to go over to Haverhill when we've finished here they had another after having uh, lost to Ashford uh, by just a single goal who were top of the league they had a game against QPR which was also going to be difficult for them um, but again um, they had another narrow loss this is what Paul had to say um, after that game when I spoke to him and also to preview the current game Paul you had uh, another uh, close uh, a close Close game, uh, 2-1 loss against QPR, a difficult side to beat, um, but uh, you felt that wasn't really on your side? No, I, th- I thought um, QPR were a lot stronger than Ashford the week before, funnily enough, uh, a lot better organised, 
but um, luck just wasn't with us on the day. We had a, an almost freakish own goal to go behind um, in the first half and then uh, just a, a, an individual area for the second goal um, on about 55 minutes in the second half. And then, to be honest, we dominated the game from then on. We just, we just couldn't get the equaliser despite uh, all the hard work that the girls put in. And you said after the uh, Ashford game that uh, if if the girls didn't play the same, play, play as well the following week, it would all count for nothing. But you felt they acquitted themselves well, obviously. Yes, definitely. We had to make a few changes from the Ashford team, but uh, the, the the message was still the same. Um, the setup was the same. We still put round pegs in round holes. I know it sounds really boring, but um, we kept it as simple as possible. The girls worked really hard and um, they just didn't get their rewards again. Um, but if they keep performing like that, then the results will come. And you get a rest from uh, the league this week. You're on to uh, cup football, but uh, no rest in terms of the team. You're playing MK Don's division higher than you. That's going to be a, uh, an interesting game for everyone, I think. Uh, they say it's it's nice to get a break from the league every now and again, and that certainly is in our circumstance. But when you've got a, a team like MK Don's coming to town, then uh, it, it's... Um, it's always going to be a tough game. We look forward to it. It'll be a great experience for the girls, especially some of the younger ones, to play a bit against a level up. And, um, yeah, we look forward to the game. But one of those games where you, you kind of get a bit of a free pass, no-one expects you to do uh, to, to, to get anywhere near close to them uh, so the girls can go and relax a bit and, and perhaps enjoy the game. Certainly, there's, there's less pressure. As you say, we're expecting nothing from it. So sometimes when there's no pressure and you've got some youngsters in the team and they just play, um, you can get some funny results. So we look forward to the challenge ahead and um, seeing how the girls uh, come up against it. So, yeah, uh, kick off in uh, two minutes. I'm just about to rush down to there at the end of this. Uh, thanks very much to everyone for this week. Uh, thanks particularly to uh, Lance, uh, and good luck in uh, whatever comes next for you. But uh, thanks to Salim, who's in the studio. Uh, thanks to Robbie and to Mark and to uh, Paul and Darren in the women's football. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks very much and goodbye. Cambridge 105 Radio.